we're we're missing connection. That's what we're missing. We're missing connection and and all of it is not influenced just at your job. You are a whole person, so you bring all of your life experiences, you bring your successes, your wins, your divorce, your loss, your grief. You bring everything with you to work. So as the leader, it's it's really um, selfish of you to think that you can leave that outside the door and just focus on work and produce and execute. So Monique, thank you for coming out. Uh, you know, you, you're a speaker, a communications coach, which which is really cool, and we're going to hit on that today. And a mom. So tell me a little bit about like where do you come from, your background, how did you get into what you're doing? All right. Well, first, it's a pleasure to be here. So thank you for having me. And I guess a little bit about me is something that you must know. I am from the beautiful islands of the Bahamas. Awesome. In case you didn't hear my yeah. accent. Sometimes, sometimes <laughs> I heard, it comes I heard out. it come out. I heard it come out. <laughs> I can camouflage yep. it kind of okay, but, you know, sometimes Don't it comes camouflage. out when, I, when I'm excited. Oh, you got to let that thing so, roll. Come yeah. on. <laughs> okay, just wait. There you go. So the Bahamas and Nigeria, that's my cultural heritage. I grew up in the islands, and I came over to go to school. Um studied journalism mm -hmm. so pretty much was supposed to be traveling all over the world covering stories and doing investigative reports but it didn't work out like that um, and I continued my schooling in public relations and advertising okay and when I finished I said I'm getting me a job I'm gonna go ahead and travel the world I'm gonna do all the big exposés and all that stuff so publicity, like PR for like major corporations and stuff, or what? what well, capacity? the truth is, so I study journalism, and mm -hmm. then you know it's all about the objective truth, right? Mm -hmm. Right. And then you learn that it, that's not really the truth. Mm -hmm. And then I said, well, I'm gonna go on the other side because the broadcast folks and the PR folks, they don't really mesh well. Right. So I said, I'm gonna go on the PR side. I'm gonna bust this thing all the way through once and for all. Mm -hmm. And I didn't. So um, I didn't pursue that path. It was really hard for me to get in, especially on the TV side, because as you know, uh, it's low pay. Yeah. It's grunt. And, right. and really at that time, I already had my first child and I had a ton of student loans that I needed to get mm -hmm. to work on paying. And I just started where I, where I could get in. So that's kind of what I did to get you know started. Just, just straight in, lowest, just to get in the I door. I found an executive support job, mm -hmm. and that's what I did. Awesome. It was temporary in my mind, mm -hmm. and I said, that's all I'm doing. I'm coming in here, and I'm just going <laughs> to start working. Mm -hmm. But turns out that that was actually my hands-on training, which leads to what I do today. I didn't know it then, yeah. though. Yeah. It's only in retrospect that I said, wow. This is why I'm so effective in what I do, because back then, when you're in executive support, nobody considers you a threat. Right, right. But you get to see and hear a lot of things, what makes people tick, what makes leaders tick, what makes them successful, what makes them disliked. Mm -hmm. And because I already had that communications background, people would often come to me and ask me for my advice and opinion on how to get people you know, involved, how to inspire the team, how to get engagement. And all sorts of other things. All like because that. you 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 took the risk. You went into a, a lower paying job, and you literally got paid to learn. 
Pretty much, and I, I never thought about it like yeah. that. See, and now a lot of people, you know, if you if you put it in perspective, like a lot of times you'll be able to get into a company, and and you should always get something out of the company that you're working for. I agree. Right? And and if you're getting an education out of it, and you're learning all these new things, and you're getting paid, usually it's the opposite. You're paying to go to school, but the fact that you were willing to to come in at a, at a lower paying job gave you the skills that that you have now. So mm -hmm. let's talk about that. So how, how did that translate? Yeah, so what I do right now, my company is Clear Communication Solutions. So I am a keynote speaker. I travel and I do workshops and keynotes and I love doing that. And I also do team building, team building, team training and executive coaching. Mm -hmm. And those sort of merge into my my training and my life experiences. So that's basically the foundation for what I have yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and um. Let's see. So a couple years in, I think it was in 2008 when I started freelancing. Mm -hmm. And I did it because I still wanted to have more fulfillment. And that gave me a way to become fulfilled. And I did, I did everything that smelled like communications. Yeah. And um, then I learned later on that, oh, I don't like doing editing. I don't like doing this PR stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and through my whole journey, I realized then that I needed to get clear. I started investing in my own coaches, mm -hmm. my own therapy, because I had my own uh, stuff from the past that I needed to work through. Mm -hmm. And you don't really know when you lose confidence, you know? Mm -hmm. So I lost confidence in some of the things that I thought that I was, you know, good at. Mm -hmm. I was still performing, mm -hmm. I was still doing well. But somewhere along the line, that confidence started to erode because I wasn't really on task with what I wanted to achieve. Mm. And I don't know, there's no light bulb that goes off or you don't just run out to the store and say, you know, I lost confidence. Hey, you know, Chris, I lost some confidence. I'm going to run to go get me some. Right, right, right. <laughs> you, right, you don't right, know that. Right. But something happens along the way and you realize that you're not really doing as much as you could or you're not really living to your full potential. Is that like, cause you're holding yourself back? You don't feel that you could obtain that? Is that, is that what it is? Is it? I don't think it was because of me holding myself back. Mm -hmm. It was just, I didn't know. Mm -hmm. Life happened, I already got married, I had my kids and things just progressed. You know, right. you just go into that day-to-day -day, uh, moment and that routine, but not really stopping to think about what do I really enjoy? Mm -hmm. Where am I now? So important. Right? Where yeah. am I now? And right. I and I know we talked about my word this year, of yeah. course, too, as fun. Yeah. But I think that's something that a lot of business owners sometimes forget, especially when we're going, going, yes. going, going. Yes. We have to schedule fun mm -hmm. and we have to be intentional about having fun. And th that's the most important thing. I mean, we, we spend more time in the workplace than we do with our own families a lot of times, right? And so if you're not having fun doing your work, what are you doing it for? And I think what a lot of times, and this happens a lot with entrepreneurs, um, it's happened myself a couple of times, where you get so entrenched in the in the day-to-day -day that you're always working in the business as opposed to on the business. And it is amazing once you take that step out where you're working on the business and you're looking at everything where you can see some of those areas where, hey, I, I should have made this decision or I should have made that decision when you're just in the grind, right? Mm -hmm. And you're not having, a lot of times you're not having as much fun. You're just trying to keep that engine running, right? You're just going, right? So, um, so yeah, that's a good, good point. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So fun, I mean, I think and sometimes it's hard for us to, to have that bird's eye, you know, that big picture view. So we need to have people that are around us yes. to help us 
who are skilled, and I'm not talking about your friends and your family, Grace, mm-hmm. or the well-intentioned right. Right. people. The, peop- the people that will just tell you whatever. Mm-hmm. You know. Yeah, you got to have some skin in the game. Yep. Go ahead and invest in yourself and have someone who is committed to your success, who is not going to sugarcoat. I have a coach right now mm-hmm. who... Um, sometimes he says some things and I'm like, you know what? I, take I, I don't like the way that <laughs> I, don't, I don't like it, but I'll I take it. I don't like the way that felt, but yeah. let me process it's this. It's real. Yeah. It's real. Let me process it because it's the only way that you can continue to up level yep. and upskill, you know, and continue to be relevant. Yep. Relevant is important. Yep. I mean, if you surround yourself with people that just tell you what you you want to hear, you're not you're not growing as a leader. And having those people, the unbiased, you know, d- people that are going to tell you the way it is, mm-hmm. whether you want to hear it or not, is actually going to help you grow. And you got to put you got to you got to lower your guard down a little bit, and you have to be willing to take that and develop as a leader and take that that uh, that criticism. Yeah, but that's not easy. No. So and and a lot of the times, the people that I work with, uh, they're very well intentioned very well-intentioned, good character people, really want the best. And I think that even the most well-intentioned person can go off track because mm. we are humans. Yeah. We're humans. We're wired a certain way. We're wired for connection. But the embarrassment or the shame or you know, just working stuff out within yourself, number one, is one thing. And then working with, you know, working with others so if you don't have that solid grounding within yourself, it's going to be difficult for you to even reach out for feedback. Right. And you have to be in a good emotional space because I'll tell you, like if if I'm tired, mm-hmm. don't 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 give me no feedback. Like, right, right. Not, right. Now is not, now is not the time. Right. You need to be able to. Let me have, have my coffee right first. You, okay. <laughs> you know your bowl of coffee. Yeah, bowl my bowl of coffee, which you've cut out. You've cut down. I have yeah. cut out yeah. coffee. Yeah. I am so proud of myself. Awesome. Like I go Monique. Okay. <laughs> I'm so proud. I, of I lasted one day without coffee. But and I'm you like, know what? We can celebrate that too, yeah. because you know it's on. It's, it's a process. Yeah. Yeah. Everything is an incremental step in your journey. So it took me several times before I actually cut coffee out. Yeah. And I was, you know, one week I came back. You know, a couple weeks came back. Right. I was so proud of myself, but it didn't last. Yeah. But last year. And, and to be honest, I, I, I really don't know. Yeah. I mean, I cut it out and I put a substitute, so that just continued. And I didn't put pressure on myself to say, I'm going to cut it out. Right. I just said, you know what? I'll just switch it for a couple of days. I don't know how people do it like cold turkey. Mm-mm. Like that's gonna, that's dangerous right there. Like I did that once cold turkey and like I was like in bed the entire day with headaches, headaches. and I was like, whoa, man. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> so I can't yeah. do that again. Those so. migraines, they don't play. <laughs> so you have to take baby steps. So you celebrate yourself. You know? Yeah. So, so let's, let's talk a bit, little bit about uh, emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. right? And the importance of, of why, you know, a leader has to understand emotional intelligence. Okay, so um, a lot of times people think that, this is what I hear, mm. um, Chris really needs some emotional intelligence. Mm. Problem, yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> I'm giving you an example. Yeah. But, you know, I usually hear people say, so-and-so or this other person needs emotional intelligence because they feel that that person 
comes across a certain way, which is really unfavorable. That's usually the time you hear it. Yeah. You don't hear anyone really praising emotional intelligence in any other fashion. Mm -hmm. um, but that is because they aren't aware of what it is. Mm -hmm. So there's so many facets of emotional intelligence. We all have it. Mm -hmm. um, we can't get rid of it. And we're good in some areas, and we're not good in some areas. Mm -hmm. So this, the emotional intelligence has uh, four parts, pretty much your self-awareness, your self-motivation, your relationship awareness, and then your social skills. And people like to jump to social skills all the time. Mm. How do I motivate my team? How do I get my son to be a leader? How do I get this person to do one, two, three, four, seven? Mm. But you really can't be effective in your social skills until you work on your self-awareness. Everything is so connected. Mm. So your self-awareness includes things like your motivation, things like you know your time management, your productivity, your decision-making, you know how you make decisions, your problems, so many aspects of that self-awareness piece. Mm -hmm. It's not just that heart stuff, it's not just that soft stuff, which there's strong evidence mm -hmm. that the heart stuff is really important. Yep. And a lot of people, 99%, uh, I don't remember if that's the right statistic, <laughs> but a good portion of leaders make decisions using their heart and their gut, mm. right? And mm -hmm. that influences the productivity, that influences their performance and their outcomes. As much as we like to think that we are thinking beings yeah. and we're so logical and you know, take the emotion out of it, you really can't. Mm. We are feeling beings who think. Not so, thinking beings who feel. So how would, because you're always told that business is not emotional. So how do you put the emotional, the emotions back in something that is supposedly not emotional? Well, it is. That's a myth. That's a lie. Mm -hmm. it's, a, it's a lie that we keep repeating. You repeat something over and over enough and people start to believe it. Right. But it's not, uh, business, business is emotional. Yeah. You make decisions on who you choose to partner with, who you choose to hire, who you choose... When you're firing, yeah. um, which is extremely difficult, yeah, like because see, I I always I always focus on I'm very empathetic, I'm very a people person, like I'm very always what's best for the employee. So when it comes to that time to like firing, it's like virtually impossible to to, to kind of make that okay. Well, now it's now it's a business decision, you know, mm. and and so so I think if if you were to give advice to some. Uh, entrepreneurs or business owners that struggle with the same thing is like they just can't let people go because they're too attached to it and they don't see it. What, how would you coach them on that? Like how would you coach them to make them under, make that hard decision for them because they are so emotionally attached? And, and you know what? I'll take it from this angle because there was someone that I worked with who had that problem, but it was the reverse. Mm. Um, they chose not to connect with their employee because they thought that when it was time for them to go, they would have an easier time firing them. Wow. Now, the challenge in that situation was that when you don't have that connection and we're built for connection yep. and I don't know that you care, I don't really want to perform that well for you. I, you. You don't know me and I don't know you. Right. So letting go and giving someone, um, you know, showing them the door, letting them go and pursue something else is mindset work as well. Mm -hmm. You have to really see it as though this is for the business. You're not hurting the individual. Mm -hmm. You're making a business decision. You have to be able to 
put those decisions on the table, work through the pros and cons, and be okay with yourself. It's not that you're afraid of hurting that person. You're afraid of hurting yourself. Right. You're afraid of how you'll feel right. at the end of them letting go. Right. So just that's something that you work on. You work on, you know, through questioning, through listening, through practice. Mm-hmm. Um, definitely practice. Mm-hmm. It's not a one and done. Right. So when I see or hear people that are struggling um, or I see someone that's really, really uh, successful in that area, mm-hmm. I know that they're practicing. They don't just develop that way. Yeah. They practice when you're not looking. They practice when they're walking, when they're reading, when they're by themselves, when they're with people. They're practicing so that when you do have that moment, when it comes up, they can execute. It's mm-hmm. just like playing a sport or going to the gym and, you know, you practice. You, yeah. You practice running track, and then when it's time to run that race, you're like Usain Bolt. Right, right, right. So, so I mean, and and that's and that's the thing too. I think I think a, a lot of leaders, you know, when when they have that mindset, when they keep practicing, they get better at it. The the uh, one thing about about you know building a relationship, like what you mentioned with with the example before, is like. Shutting them out, I think, is the absolute worst thing that you can do. You think so? Yeah. Well, when when you know you're getting ready to fire mm-hmm. fire you know or let somebody go whatever and shutting them out to try to make it easier on you, I think I think for me it's let me move in closer. Let me let me figure out how I can help you to get to where you're where you want to go or whatever it is that you want to do because you know at the end of the day. People respect that. Mm-hmm. People, you know, people, you know, this, we're only on this world world once, right? And who knows where that goes, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Like, like I, I encourage, you know, people to look at all the options that, that are out there because at the end of the day, you know, if you don't go and try new things, you're always going to wonder. And so... It, it blows my mind with these corporations that try to lock down their people and be like, no, you got to do this, and this is very rigid, you know, and, and, and you know, I'm going to put you on lockdown, and it doesn't make sense because the world that we live in today isn't like that. Mm-mm. Everybody has options. Mm-mm. It's already changed. It's it. changed. <laughs> if you see this lockdown box mentality, mm-hmm. you are outdated. Outdated, like, yeah, totally. seriously, yep. vinyl record outdated. <laughs> <laughs> right. you, you are dial-up yep. phone, yep. Rot- rotary phone outdated. Right. Um, and if you keep on that path, you're just going to find yourself in a difficult situation. Yep. So you, you're right. People have choices. Workforce is changing, technology is changing, so it is something that makes sense for you to do to develop. What worked for you, you know, the heroic um, ivory tower leader, the dictator leader, right. it's no longer working. Right. So if you don't adapt, you're going to die. Exactly. You're just going to die. Yep. You have to be able to give people choices and have those difficult conversations. And, and, and that's not just for the corporate companies. It's also for business owners. Right. I know that as a business owner, you definitely you want somebody who's with you, who's loyal, who's committed, who's, you know, mm-hmm. you, that's what you want. Right. But the truth is people have lives. There's a time frame. There, there, there is. Yep. And so you have Changes. to have that mindset that, okay, I know that these people may be on loan mm-hmm. for me yep. for probably two years plus. That's what the research is showing. Yep. Two years. Wow. Two I thought it was five, but yeah. It two. used to be five. Yeah. It's no longer five. 
five. We're looking at two years yep. now. Between two to five years is, is the metric. Yep. So if you know that and you're a leader, you need to prepare for that. Mm -hmm. It doesn't mean that you don't invest in them because you want to maximize their potential while they're with you. Right. And then if they do leave, you don't want them to leave or you don't want to fire someone in such a way that you don't care about that person. Yep. Because this world is small. Yep. You burn your bridge. You can't cross it back. Right. And, you know, people, people will find out. And your reputation is something that you have to think about and consider if you're a business owner. Right. People will take their dollars elsewhere. There yep. is no loyalty. Brand loyalty, brand commitment is not as strong as it was in the past. Exactly. Yeah, I think I think that too, like providing providing that person the tools they need. And I always tell this to everybody. I say, listen, if you stay with me forever, great. I would love that. But if you go somewhere else, the thing that I want to know is I was able to give you education. I was able to give you value to your next project, to wherever you're going that you can take on and pass on to you start your own company one day or you, your, your family or whatever advice I gave you, that means the most to me. You know, and maybe one day we do business again together. Who yes. knows? We don't know. You may have a large corporation. I, I have other corporations. Maybe we merge. Who knows? You that, know, that happens. And so always not burning bridges and always uh, empowering your people to go do the things that they want to do and offer that up to help them. Because, and I've worked, you know, before I got all in the, in the business that I'm in, I've worked for some major corporations and I was nothing but an employee number. Mm. I was a number. Mm. Number, if, if the, the revenue wasn't there... You're gone. And, wow. and I know people that were X'd out that way. So this new way of – and, and the way that we are now as a society is focusing on your people and focusing on how to help you because at the end of the day, it's, it's, it's caring for them. And I think people, people – business owners and, and entrepreneurs need to realize that it's – you're investing in your people. Right. That's where that's where you need to spend most of your focus is to making sure that they're where they doing what they love doing and empowering them, whether it's with you or giving them the tools to go somewhere else. I always say my, my job as CEO is to work you out of a job so I could probably find you a new one, mm, wow. whether it's with me or somebody else. I like that, Chris. Hmm. Work you out of a job. Look at that. It's the only way you can grow people. I is like either I'm going to I'm going to find you something else to to continue to keep growing. Some people like to like to stay where they're at. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very rare, mm -hmm. but for the vast majority of people, they always want advancement. They always want to know that they're moving somewhere. That's right. So whether it's up in the company or you know I'm an entrepreneur, so I own several, but it, one of the other companies. And if it's not that, and you want to experience something totally different, mm -hmm. great. I've got contacts. Maybe I can help you. You know what? I love that approach so much. I wish corporate leaders would think along those lines too because they're still in a lot of that rigid thinking. Mm -hmm. um, I, I have mentioned recently that there's a new joint venture. <laughs> it's not happening on full steam yet, mm -hmm. but it's happening. And I, and I am hearing more of this in, in corporate companies. You have to really think about what your team needs to look like in 2030. Right. What does my team need to look like in 2030 or 2025? Mm -hmm. um, the skills that are needed in that team, you have to start thinking about those skills and you have to start looking to develop the people that are there with you, give them an opportunity to make lateral moves. I mean, they're, they're going to leave anyway, so mm -hmm. why not extend their longevity within the company? Right. Find something else that may, maybe that they will be fulfilled with yeah. or they can contribute with their ideas. But 
in terms of that new joint venture that I'm talking about, and I think I, I think this is what we're going to see a lot more of, mm. where you have individuals who have that entrepreneurial mindset and they have that entrepreneurial gift and they are working in a corporate company and their dream and their job is not to be a full-time business owner. Right. I've spoken to several of them recently. Now, you know, people will have jobs that don't complement what they do. That's fine. Mm. But what, what I think is going to happen is when those skills marry and they align, it's going to help the corporate company maintain relevance mm -hmm. because right now creativity is one of the skills that the World Economic Forum puts out there with all the others, emotional intelligence, um, that we need to develop within people, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. and, and as we're increasing in our technology, we're going to need to do that even more. Right. But the thing is, when you have a corporate company, you can't be so rigid in your thinking that you feel that someone who has an entrepreneurial spirit or drive doesn't belong here. Right. You need to look for that first because it's that entrepreneurial drive that's going to help you come up with solutions mm -hmm. and creative processes that help your business, your business unit, your company stay relevant instead of closing down like all of these other big box stores right. that are closing. So looking for that skill and looking to develop that skill and seeing where that aligns because someone who has an entrepreneurial drive, they're not looking to be the boss. Right. Because they're the boss over here. Right. So exactly. that already impacts yep. team dynamics. Yep. They're not looking for you, Chris, to fulfill me in this job. Right. Where's my recognition, Chris? Right. Because I'm getting recognized over here. Right. I'm already developing myself over here. Mm -hmm. I think entrepreneurship is one of the <laughs> biggest character development processes, mm -hmm. biggest tools. Yes. Biggest self-awareness, biggest self oh, yeah. self-awareness and emotional intelligence. I, I learned more about myself and about this world by by getting into business for myself. You know, I mean, like it just there's so it opens up the doors to so many different things. Um, it, it takes a. It was recognized really early on by me. I was terrible in school, by the way. I was just. I was not like lock me down and try to teach me like you know and lecture me. It's not. I'm thinking about different things. I'm thinking about business ideas. I'm thinking about sales ideas. So like I had trouble in school, and I've always. Um, been able to figure out how to make a buck, you know, mm. and the the strategy behind behind the ideas is what excites me too. How do I get there? Like I have the idea, so I'm a visionary, and mm. then I'm also a strategist, and and that's the key signs of of a good entrepreneur is that when you have an idea, that's great, but if you don't know how to get there, you're not you're it's 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 just nothing but an idea. But if you have the strategy and the idea, then you're able to build something great. And like to your point, if that is an employee in a company, well, if they're working with you, right, on, on some sort of strategy as a consultant, mm -hmm. then that, that could pose more value as opposed to trying to lock them into something that they really don't want to do. And I've been in that position before. Yeah, and they, they sabotage. Mm -hmm. They stale, they stall, stall processes. They You're spending money sending them to training, yep. and they're already... Yep. You know, you're just wasting time. They're they're yep. not invested anyway. Right. So you might as well change your your approach, change your strategy. The generations in the workforce have changed. So if you are still thinking this is what I say, yeah, you're gonna just find a revolving door. Right. So 
retention is just high. Mm-hmm. But I'm curious to ask you, like you said, you learned quickly about yourself when mm-hmm. you became a business owner. Yeah. What was one of the first things you learned? Well, um, <laughs> from early on, so it's, it's funny, like the whole school thing, like my parents couldn't figure it out. Like I just, like, I just wasn't a great student. But if you look really early on, when I was about seven years old, um, I was trying to sell my finger paints out on the street corner. At seven. <laughs> at seven years old. So I, I told my mom at one point, I was like, you know, that's not normal. <laughs> you know, she sees it now, right? Mm-hmm. I was like, that's an entrepreneur. That's something, you know, that's something that is outside the box. So um, for me, you know, looking back, I'm like, okay, I look at all these situations in my life and it lines up, you know, it lines up. And, and you know, I've had other in-between jobs and stuff. And I was always great at sales. But I think that the biggest thing um, is just that entrepreneurial mindset. Mm-hmm. I like creating. I like, I like, I'm, I'm an ideas guy by heart. Uh, I'm a problem solver. I mean, I, that's my job as mm-hmm. CEOs. I put out fires, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. So so I, it's exciting. I enjoy that. And I, you know, I work in the movie business. And so when I'm on set, there's lots of fires that I have to put out. You know, um, you know, I, I, as, a, as an executive producer, I run multiple shows. So there's a lot of things going on where most people think that's chaos. Mm-hmm. For me, it. I love it. Wow. And it keeps me calm. Because if I don't have things going, that's when I get, I get stir crazy. Really? Yeah. Huh. Yeah. So you're in your perfect sweet spot. Oh yeah. The so, more things I have, the more so, I if I'm not if 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 things feel like they're in control, I'm not driving fast enough. What? Oh, yeah. Wow. Okay, so that's a good skill set to have. That's a good personality to have when things need to be all over the place. Yeah. So when you okay in your field or when you're doing your work and things are chaotic and what what type of personalities are you running into or what type of difficulties mm. are you are you noticing? Um, um, that because I well, wonder with the the intersection between the movie business and the and the corporate landscape. Well, they're very similar. I mean, whether it's you're running a company or you're running a production, it's the same thing. They're pe- it's people. It's mm-hmm. run by people and it's teams, right? So so you're going to run all different types of personalities, right? I think I think the 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 one that's difficult for me because I'm an outside the box thinker by heart mm-hmm. is somebody that's very rigid and very, no, this, this can't be done, mm-hmm. you know? Mm-hmm. Well, no, it can be done. We can figure it out. Let's do that. Let's figure out how to make this work, right? Let's figure out how to get this business off the ground. Let's figure out how to get this movie to a mm-hmm. network, get it funded, that type of stuff. You know, I, 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 that, those are the things, like when people are shutting down, that's difficult for me, mm-hmm. you know? So I think, I think you know, working with people um, that are, are uh, outside the box thinkers and 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 you know it's okay to say hey this isn't gonna work but always say but let's try to figure it out mm-hmm. don't just shut it down so. yeah that's a hard one <laughs> yeah so one other thing I want to ask you about um, the communication piece right how important is it for for an organization and in the communication landscape let's talk a little bit about that without it you struggle yeah uh, teams don't get to work together efficiently. They um, don't meet their deadlines. You know, a lot of the project projects that are out there, they they fail. They don't meet their deadlines, or they are either over budget or under budget, or some some form or fashion. Mm-hmm. But the workplace is made up of of diverse people. It's it's made up of global people. So you have to find ways to understand different cultural contexts because there's different communications contexts. You know, when I travel and uh, travel to Africa or the Middle East or wherever, um, 
or the Caribbean, mm. you know, there, there's different uh, communications. So in the West, of course, things are very direct. You mm-hmm. say what you want to say. There's no whatever. <laughs> yeah. But even in parts of the country too, up north, yeah, we really say what you're going to say. Whatever. There's no sugarcoat, nothing. Yeah. Up there. So you have to yeah. know what yeah. is influencing people's yeah. style of communication. And in other in other situations, you have a low context culture where you know you have to really think about what that person is saying. Mm-hmm. They're trying to say something, but they're not saying it directly. So you have to focus or rely more on nonverbals, you know, different positioning. And you have to think about what things mean across the board. So something as small as, well, I wouldn't say as small. There's a scenario where a guy was given an office mm-hmm. and in the US, of course, you have a nice, big, massive yeah, office that right. means something. Right. But this person was, you know, he, he didn't get a demotion, but he just, the office was changed. Mm-hmm. And it was in a, a corner office, even though he was, you know, promoted. But that was a big deal. Mm-hmm. Like it, it meant something big. It meant on the outside that even though he was promoted, he was given a smaller office. Mm-hmm. It's something that you would think, Really, who cares? But you have to understand where people's thoughts are coming from. You have to understand the cultural background. And I think moving forward, um, it is going to be imperative to help for leaders to help their teams, themselves and their teams, to expand their perspective, like Mm. step out of their box. If you can do it on your own, great. Travel. Mm. Travel, travel, travel. Um, It's not about you. Nobody cares. Yeah. Like it, the, the world is a big place. It's not about you. Right. Get out of your comfort zone. Experience other cultures so that you have better ways of communicating and connecting with people in your team. We're we're missing connection. That's what we're missing. Mm-hmm. We're missing connection, and and all of it is not influenced just at your job. You are a whole person, so you bring all of your life experiences. You bring your successes, your wins, your divorce, your loss, your grief, you bring everything with you to work. Yeah. So as the leader, it's it's really um, selfish of you to think that you can leave that outside the door and just focus on work and pr- produce and execute. Right. Now we have to bring tools within the workplace to address the whole person. So Monique, so if you were to give one piece of leadership advice to somebody out there, what would that be? It would be get yourself and your team on a plan for continuous learning and growth. If it's one thing that I can say, the one that continues to learn, the team that learns together performs better. Ooh, I like that. That's great. That would be my one piece of advice. There's tons, but one, get on a plan, get on a a track for continuous growth and development together, not just individually, but together. That's awesome. Love it. Thank you so much for coming out. I it's appreciate a pleasure. It. Thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Chris. Hey, guys. Thanks for tuning into the episode. If you guys enjoyed it, show some love. Give me a thumbs up and subscribe. Also, make sure you check out our exclusive C-Level group on Facebook.